Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 212 for Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. How's it going, onesies? And welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here with me. And of course, as always, the One Man Podcast is me, comedian Josh Williams, uh, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, all sorts of things going on. It is your update as to what is going on with the um very uh, sporadic and all over the place life of me. So this week I'll tell you guys about all sorts of different things. Uh, I want to start by saying I'm feeling really good. Okay. So the, uh, I, I feel productive. Pro- productivity is very, very big. I spent all of Monday just doing so many odds and ends, little things that, that, um, I've been meaning to get to for a long time. Just everything from just organizing, uh, inventory of stuff to, um, editing, uh, old episodes, like converting file types. And you know what? I'll get into that in a little bit, but I just, I did so many of the death by a thousand cuts tasks that I've been meaning to do for some time and just never really got around to doing it. And I'll tell you the thing that, that started that and everything like that. But, um, you know, I'll give you guys, uh, an opportunity. I'll tell you what's going on with me in terms of my fasting and my, you know, my weight stuff. Um, I'll let you know, of course, as always, what I've watched some fun things that I had going on. I, I ordered something that arrived. Um, I'm going to bring back an old, uh, an old <laughs> segment. It's not even the, the word segment old as in like, I brought it up once and never, did it again. I didn't have any reason to. And someone just reached out recently and was like, Hey, I, you know what? I really like that thing you did. I was like, well, fuck, I didn't know this is the first piece of feedback I ever got on it. So I'll tell you guys more about that. I'll tell you the stuff that I watched, uh, some of the segments, of course, we'll get to the top five list, uh, at the end of the podcast. So, um, yeah, let's just dive in. I'll tell you guys what's going on, uh, with me. I want to start off before I say anything else that I did a podcast with my buddy, Oliver George, Oliver George is, uh, He's a stand-up comedian. He does music, but right now he's heavily invested in his podcast called Just Chill with Oliver George. And he's had some pretty prominent guests on his podcast. He's had George Strombolopoulos from The Hour. Uh, he's had John Doerr. Uh, Tommy Chong was just recently on his podcast as well. He got a chance to chat with him. So like lots of great episodes. And I just did one with him recently. Uh, in fact, he and I chatted for quite some time. The longest episode he's ever done. What, Josh, you talking for a long time? Yeah, who would have thought? But uh, yeah, it's called Just Chill with Oliver George. 
and uh, and it's out now. It came out a, a day or so ago. We did that last week. I had actually recorded that prior to recording the last episode of the podcast, but because it came out on Thursday, or sorry, before because I recorded it on Thursday and I had done the the episode with him, I'm like, you know what? We'll we'll leave that under this episode. It was the top note on this week's list here, just to make sure that I'd got to that, but. It was a fun chat. We chatted about um, like some geeky stuff, you know, like both of us kind of like comic book movies and things like that. So we chatted a little bit about that. Uh, we both chatted about, you know, board games and stuff like that. Um, and just how, you know, a few years ago, like I'm not a huge board gamer, but the fact that like I've got a big, you know, collection of board games, but of course the pandemic and everything like that, there's there's nobody to play with. Um, and I don't mean board games like Monopoly or or scrabble or things like that you know the the board gaming industry has had a very big renaissance and uh and there's some games you know that uh, have contributed heavily to that so we just chatted about some of that stuff some other types of games that we like to play but of course the conversation went into like you know uh, cancel culture and all sorts of different things it's actually a very fun chat and it's video by the way so if you guys decide you want to watch it on youtube you can see my stupid face uh chatting with oliver and just the the conversation we had. So it was, it was a fun chat. I, I suggest, you know, if you guys want a little extra content and see some of the stuff that I was up to, uh, you know, during the week, check out, just chill with Oliver George, my episodes there. And of course he's got several other episodes with lots of really big guests and things like that. Predominantly Canadian celebrities, but there are some international ones. Again, Tommy Chong was on there with him just recently. So there's something for everybody on that. So that was something I did last week. And I thought I'd give you guys an update as to what's going on with me in terms of, you know, my intermittent fasting and whatnot. Um, uh, current weigh-in, 308.8 pounds. So down from 316, I'm seeing a little bit of wavering. Like, again, I'm not eating the greatest when I'm not fasting, but I've been pretty disciplined with it. Um, I actually had my first cheat day where I just decided, you know, like, I'm going to eat. I uh, I had some bagels early Sunday morning. Early? Early as in, like, you know, 10 o'clock because... You know, <laughs> that's not 1 p.m. when I fast. So, and then Sunday, I just said, you know what? I'm gonna have a cheat day today. Uh, next day, right back on schedule. In fact, yesterday, um, I was working on so many different things that I actually didn't even eat until about 5 p.m. So I did go a little past my fasting time in terms of when it ended too. But I was like, you know what? I did good, and I I went quite a long time. Like I was actually for, uh, for a little bit, I was actually feeling like, I'm like, you know what, let me just see if I can skip eating today altogether. You know, I'm still having my coffee and my water, but I'm like, let's see if I can do it. And then I just, I got, I got, I got pretty hungry. I was doing some stuff and I was noticing that I was starting like daydream a little bit. I'm like, ah, maybe a little bit of food in my belly will help. Um, then today back to on track with the fasting time. Um, so that was good. I, I did a quite a bit of walking last week. I, I walked uh, to my mom's place, which is about half an hour, both ways. I did a little visit. Um, I, uh, I actually, one of the evenings I took my dog, uh, Chase, who, you know, I, I mentioned very rarely, but, uh, he lives with her because, you know, my, my house is right on the corner of a busy, busy intersection and my roommates have been known to just leave the front door wide open. So, you know, I can't just bring him over here and have him all the time because at some point he'll just wander out the front door and probably get hit by a car. So, um, you know, only when I know that like, I'm going to be here at night and it's basically like, I'll basically just walk him over here, you know? and spend the night with him. He'll sleep with me in the bed, whatever. I'll get up and take him for a walk and then bring him back to my mom's place. So I haven't done that in a long time just because, you know, my schedule has been, it's not even that it's crazy. It's just that like, you know, uh, not motivated to exercise is one thing. And then at the same time, like, you know, having an animal where you're like, well, if I just wake up in the morning and have to take him for a walk right away, like I'm a little lazy in the morning, you know, you don't want to, 
it's laziness really is what it is, but I, I don't make him suffer. My mom has a huge yard, another dog. He can go outside anytime he needs to. He also goes for walks and stuff. So, um, I just got a little, uh, motivated and was like, all right, I'm going to go over and get him, and I'm going to bring him back. And we went for a big walk at the, the farm right across the street from where I live. There's a big open, you know, spot in the middle of the city. Um, it would be like the, it would be like the Ottawa equivalent of like uh central park in the sense, not that it's so much a park, but it's an area where everybody likes to go and run and jog and everything. It's a lot of green space right in the middle of the city that from like a corporate viewpoint, you'd be like, that's a lot of prime real estate. We could put a lot of fucking expensive houses on. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like that. So I live right across the street from that. So it's a fun place to take him and it's a safe place to take him off leash because it's wide open green spaces. Um, but I did it at nighttime right before bed. And I was kind of like, ah, you know what? There have been the occasional coyotes and things like that seen here. So maybe, maybe not the best to do it at night where I can't see what's, what's off in the dark by the trees or whatever. So we went for, for a little, uh, little tour around that I had to put them back on the leash and take them more, you know, in places in the light and more civilized. So I did that. Um, I also went for a walk with Simon to uh like quite a long one eight kilometer walk hey siri what's eight kilometers and miles good talk <laughs> hey siri what's eight kilometers in miles eight kilometers is 4.97 miles there you go so i went on a five mile walk um with simon so we walked through from our area over to westboro which is like a gentrified area and i was thinking like oh i'll come up with some ideas for dinner going through this area i, was, I wanted to do like takeout or whatever and i'm like uh ah. come up with something but it was all just like pizza joints like a lot of pizza joints and like barbecue butcheries like oh come on in and get pulled poured this and i was just like oh it just feels a little heavy i was looking for something a little more on the lighter side um i ended up buying bagels Hence the early Sunday. And I think I did that on Saturday afternoon and went for the walk. And then I was like, you know, I bought these bagels. Cause like the only place that I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go in and support local. It's this place called the bagel shop. So I got half a dozen bagels and, uh, and that was a nice, it was a nice walk, but it's the only thing I felt like. And of course, fresh bagels Sunday morning. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have these fresh bagels there. We can, we can do a cheat day here in like a month. I've had one cheat day, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but it was fun. It was a really nice nice long walk. I got to shoot the shit with Simon and you know, it was just, it was nice. It was a nice way of just kind of like, uh, burning the calories, getting the exercise. Um, the, the weather was absolutely gorgeous. So again, like it helps when the weather's nice to want to go and and be outside and exercise and things like that. Also the fact that Simon wanted to come along was nice because it, it just, it's more motivating. If you have company on a walk, someone to talk to whatever, you're not really just, paying attention to the monotonous, you know, feet pounding the pavement kind of thing. So, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I went for three pretty reasonable walks this week. Um, you know, uh, I think I went another one. Excuse me. Sorry guys. I don't know where the awning's coming from. I've had like three cups of coffee today. Um, it's about three in the afternoon that I'm recording this on Tuesday. So it'll be on time this week. And, um, overall, I, I think just, just felt good getting out there and getting stuff done, you know, exercisally. You know, the weight's still coming off slowly, but surely. And I know the more disciplined I become with the food, the easier that'll be. But in terms of just straight up not eating for certain times of the day, it's, it's getting better. Um, I also, um, just want to say that because I had chase over my dog, um, 
it, it made me, okay. So I've got a bed that sits pretty high up. I've got, uh, like a, a bed that has drawers underneath of it. So it's already up higher to make room for the drawers. And then I have like a box spring and then the mattress. So my, my bed's a good three to maybe even nah, three seems more reasonable, but it's at least three feet off the ground, maybe more. And, but chase is a Jack Russell. He's small. He can't do a three foot vertical leap up onto the bed, especially when the edge is, you know, soft, it's a pillow top mattress. So, you know, he's not going to stick it and pull up. He'll stick and it might even sog. He might fall down. So I have this like little bench thing that's currently tucked into like underneath my desk. I can feel my knees against it right now. It's soft. It's a little like cushion bench thing that, um, I used to use to get him up on the bed, but it's been a very, very long time since I've had him over. So I have it tucked underneath the desk and it almost acts like a storage shelf. So on top of that bench is piles of books and, you know, some inventory, all the phone stands from the collector's box and stuff are, are on them. It's, it's extra, it's an extra storage shelf. So I had to take all that stuff off the thing, put it on my desk, move it over so Chase could go up and down. And so as a result of, of moving that for him, um, I had to kind of go through all the storage stuff on, on the bench and underneath the bench is boxes of stuff too. Right. So just in moving it out and getting ready to put it back, I had to kind of go through all the different stuff that I had. And it sort of forced me to organize a little bit. And that kind of became one of those, like, you know, make a mess to clean a mess kind of things. So I organized the inventory there. I have a box uh, that I brought in from the car, which is effectively like my, um, inventory, right? So like the collector's boxes were, were great. I felt like they were a big success. I was very, very happy with them. Um, but of course some items I had to buy too much of, right? So I've got extra stuff and I've got this box, a banker's box filled with, you know, a few of each item so that when I was doing stand up, uh, you know, I had a very brief period before everything locked down again, that, um, after shows I had like phone stands and notebooks and coffee mugs and water bottles and, and, you know, other odds and ends from, from the collector's box to sell afterwards, right. To get rid of the surplus. Um, anyways, I, I know I had to like fill it back up and organize it. So I brought it in. So as I'm moving stuff and inventory back on, I'm like, I better fill the banker's box while I'm at it and reorganize that. Then I'm like, you know what? I've got this square program that I use for selling the individual items. The inventory hasn't been updated on that because I was selling stuff, just cash money transactions. I'm like, I better fix what my quantities are in that. So I'm like, I'm online and I'm fixing quantities. I'm counting what I have left. You know, I've got the mugs stacked up on my shelf. I've got the notebooks stacked on my shelf. So I'm going through all of them and and stacking them and, and counting them to make sure that, you know, what's the numbers update that properly. It was just a bunch of like little, like I said, like little death by a thousand cuts tasks that I hadn't done in a long time. Um, one of the things I did too is with the USB drive that those of you who bought the collector's box got. So that, that USB drive has an exclusive episode on it. That's just for people who bought a box. It also has two other exclusive uh, episodes. One of them was episode 125 that I recorded with my friend, um, Nell. And, uh, once we had recorded it, she was a little uncomfortable with some of the, the conversations that we had in it, just because like with that cancer canceled culture shit, she was just like, I just, if somebody hears that, I don't want to get in shit or lose my job or whatever it was. It was really a, quite an innocent conversation. And it was up for about, uh, you know, maybe 12 hours before she said, Hey, could you take it down? So, um, I ended up recording a new episode of 125. So that's why if you're ever scrolling through it, and you're like, how come episode 125 is called episode 125 alternate? Because it's not the original episode 125. The original episode one number 125 is on this USB that's included in the box. So 
on that, you get an exclusive episode I recorded just for the, 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 the USB. You get an episode, you get episode 125 that was recorded and then pulled. So you get access to that. And then you have an, an extra bonus interview I did with somebody that, that never got posted. Uh, because, you know, again, after the fact, they were kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure some of the stuff we talked about. Is it okay if we shelve it for the time being? I said, sure. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't the weekly episode. So it was no, no big. Yeah. I don't even think you guys knew it was coming. So, um, the bonus USB has three episodes on it again, but the USBs that I bought, I had to buy a hundred of. So I have a big surplus of them and, and that's the kind of thing that I'd like to sell after the show, you know, and a way to get rid of it. But rather than just saying, Hey, do you guys want to pay 10 bucks for a one gig USB drive? Not really, but but after I do a stand-up show, I'm like, hey guys, I've got a USB drive here packed with 10 interviews that I've done with some pretty prominent, prominent people on stand-up. It's over 20 hours of content. Um, you know what I mean? So hope you hope you enjoy. For 10 bucks, you get you get all these interviews, these people, and that you get to keep a really cool USB drive because it looks like a credit card, right? So that's something that I needed to do is I needed to convert. I basically needed to pick 10 episodes that I thought would be really good to put on this USB drive. Then I needed to convert them into MP3 so that they would, you know, that would com compress them and make it so that all 10 of these episodes would actually fit on the one gig drive. And then, um, and then I had to load them on. I also made like a PDF. Anyways, the point is that I spent yesterday doing like a bunch of little things, getting stuff ready. And I also decided that because I've got a handful of these boxes left, um, the, the, I was like, I got to find a way to, to get rid of these and, and still being stuck in quarantine and everything's locked down. It's like, it's making it difficult. And I'm sitting on inventory that have, is effectively, you know, it cost me money. That's not doing me any good having a few of these boxes just sitting here. So I was trying to think of some new ways to, uh, to move them. Um, now, just before I go down that road and continue, I just want to make mention that some of you guys may have noticed some like awkward flip floppiness of, uh, the podcasts on Apple podcasts. I was working on the metadata of everything, creating links and stuff like that so that people can can click on my guest episodes and learn a little bit about my my interviewees and things like that. Um, I think in a recent update for Apple, it used to be that if I put the hyperlinks in through my podcasting host site, Podbean, when you're looking at an episode, you can just bring up, you know, like say you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just bring up the description and you can click right on the link. If it says like, you know, follow K Trevor Wilson on Instagram, you could just click on the, the word and it's a link. Well, something with, with Apple's recent update, uh, kiboshed that. So like the background information is not pushing forward. So I just spent like a, a good solid week and a half updating all of the interview episodes with hyperlinks so that you could see their videos and things like that. And, and then Apple's recent update just pulled that off. But I have since learned that if I put, um, a small shortened URL in there, that that will still be clickable. Pa uh, Spotify and Google podcasts, those links still work. So if you go onto them, you can just click on the words and it goes right to it. So just in case any of you have noticed in the writing descriptions, like, why is it that I can see, like, I can just click on the line. Why is there a link here too? The link is there because that's the only way it works for Apple podcasts. And it's just been like a ridiculous amount of work curating these different like links and, and adding the hyperlinks behind the scenes so that you can just click on the words, like follow so-and-so on Instagram. You just click on it. Well, now that doesn't work for Apple podcasts. So I kind of got to go back through all the old episodes and do adjustments. Something, some of that might, might affect how you see them. Um, but I've also converted a lot of the episodes, um, 
to MP3 and I've removed the season stuff. So again, Apple, Apple podcast is the number one place where my stuff gets downloaded, but it's also the number one pain in the ass for like metadata and them changing their mind. So like at some point, season one started to come on episodes. So if you go on, you're like, why is episode like 109, the first episode? It's not, you scroll down, you'll see all the other ones. But I'm in the process of fixing that. And I have pulled, I think it was like 140 something. I managed to get a bunch of them changed so that it's now like 109. So a bunch more episodes will show up on things like Spotify and whatnot for, you know, or on Apple Podcasts. And I'm converting episodes as we go into, um, into MP3s so that we can, you know, get them for you guys on Spotify. So there's still some interviews that are not there. They'll be coming on. Oh, who's trying to get a hold of me now? There's always, always messages, uh, going off on the old phone here. So anyways, I got that metadata. I'm coming back to the one man podcast box and some of the things I'm doing for the, uh, for the marketplace whenever. So give me one second. Let me respond to this gang and I'll BRB from the magic of the pause button. So, uh, with the one man podcast collectors box, I decided that it would be good to, uh, try to find a way to, to, you know, promote these things, just to try to get rid of the last few of them. And one of the busiest places on the internet seems to be Facebook marketplace. So, you know, I, I, I'll throw it out there one more time to the onesies. There are 10 items in this box. Uh, if any of you are interested, uh, I'm doing a final clearance price. Um, they have a value, like the cost for me on these boxes is $150. So they have $150 worth of stuff in them. That's not my price of the box. Uh, the cost was 150. I originally shot for a hundred and with the quality of the stuff that I put in it, it blasted my budget up to 150. I felt bad for the people who had pre-ordered it at a hundred. And to those onesies who had in fact ordered in advance, we split the difference. We went 125. So the original price was 125 has $150 of the stuff in it. I am now reducing it to 100 bucks just to make it clearance. So 100 bucks plus shipping if you need it shipped. If you're someone here in Ottawa, you know, you're close by, happy to, to get it to you, you know, uh, drop it off or whatever. But, um, it's basically, it's a hundred, 150 bucks worth of stuff. It has a hat, a new era flex hat, a t-shirt, uh, a double walled, uh, stainless steel water bottle. It has an awesome coffee mug, uh, playing cards. It has notebooks. Uh, it has a cool tote bag, phone stand, phone wallet, and it has a, um, uh, the USB drive that I was describing earlier, right? Three exclusive episodes plus a really cool USB drive. So, um, that's what's in the box, hundred bucks plus shipping and it's yours. Um, what now you might be thinking as, as I did, of course, at first, like Josh, why would you put, uh, a, a like a podcast collector's box on Facebook marketplace? Like, why would you do that? If they're not listening to your podcast, why would they buy stuff with the podcast on it? Well, as I mentioned, the cost is 150 bucks. Some of these items, like the water bottles, their retail, uh, for these water bottles is like 30 bucks. So my cost on them was like $21 or whatever is what I paid. So, you know, there's a little bit of margin there for me, probably 35% margin, whatever. But I put it on there cause I'm like, you know what? Maybe somebody just wants a really nice water bottle, right? The notebooks themselves have a, you know, a really decent value. They're like, they're like not, I don't think it's leather, but it's like a, a nice soft cover. Like it's a hard cover with soft textured uh, outer layer with, you know, like it's a really nice notebook in there. And I think my cost was like six bucks on them, six or seven bucks on them, you know? So like the cost, like the cost of the, the, the two most expensive things are the hat and the, uh, the t-shirt, but both are actually incredibly comfortable. So even someone who might be just like, oh, I'm looking for a hat, you know? 
I don't know. Some of it's logoed. What can you do? Some of it is just really good stuff. Notebooks, playing cards, you know, coffee mug, this and that. So I, I, the, here's the thing. It may work. I might unload the last few through Facebook marketplace. Who knows? But it's worth a shot. It's better than just sitting here waiting for the perfect person to come along and decide that they want one. Um, so I'm throwing it out there one more time to you guys that if any of the onesies wants it, please contact at one man podcast, uh, com. And I'd love to, I'd love to get it into the hands of people who actually want it. But here's a cool thing just to, to mention it out of nowhere. Um, regular, you know, I've, I've had this person as a co-host in the podcast, regular listener. Thank you very much. Of course, to all of you who listen all the time, I really appreciate that. But, uh, my pal Izzy messaged me this morning and she's just like, uh, Hey, what you doing? I was like, well, I'm getting ready to stage some photographs. So that's what I'm going to do this evening is, uh, I'm going over to a friend's place and they have a light box. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring one of the boxes, the products, and we're going to actually like stage professional product shots of the stuff which I can't, I'm unbelievably grateful for that. And, uh, and we're going to just, you know, and then I'll post them on Facebook marketplace, maybe Kijiji. I'll put some on my face, my regular Facebook as well. See if any of, you know, friends want or whatever, but then just take some nice shots of the products just showcasing how nice the stuff is. And then, you know, go from there. But his was just like, what are you up to tonight? And I was like, I'm going to be uh, taking some photos, product photos, try to sell these boxes. And she's like, Oh, do you still have any of those? I'm like, yeah, told her. She's like, great. I'll take one. Boom. One sold on the spot. So even if I hadn't, you might be like, well, that's a friend, that's a listener. Sure. But if I hadn't decided that I was going to sell these on marketplace and do some good, you know, shots and stuff, that conversation would have never come up and I never would have moved one of the boxes. So just if that's ever, uh, uh an endorsement of just doing will sometimes get you into a better place than just doing nothing. Um, you know, that's, that's what it is. So even if I never sell one on marketplace, the fact that I'm going to be do staging photos and all that. You know, it brought it up in conversation and another box sold. So, uh, thank you is for the support and for picking one up. That's amazing. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to anyone else who's interested or wants to pick one up one last time, contact at one man Um, I had a blast putting them together, you know, um, and was sort of hoping that it's unfortunate because everything went into lockdown right as I was receiving these things. And so a part of me was hoping to be able to be doing live shows and, you know, meet new podcast fans and move some of the, the leftovers that way. Unfortunately, everything's just been closed and I'm, I'm a store that's got its front doors locked. You know what I mean? There's just at the moment, there's nothing I can do to move this stuff shy of trying different things. So, uh, is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and, uh, and grateful. So another reason I'm feeling so friggin' great is just, I got great listeners, great support, super duper happy. And I appreciate that. Um, I also received something, so I don't know if I want to Tarantino it. Um, it might not make it as easy for you guys to get as stressed out about it as I was, but, um, my buddy Dylan was reaching out to me recently and he was just like, Hey man, I miss your unplugged sense. Uh, segment. I was going to say statement. It's not a statement. It's a segment. Um, the unplugged, uh, segment that I did a long time ago was like every now and again, you'll have a business that just treats you shitty. And you're like, this is crazy. Like in a time of COVID where, where every customer, you know, patroning your, your, your establishment, you know, should be valued. I'm not saying you should kiss their ass at an or, but I'm saying that like the fact that people are all tight on money. So the fact that they're, you know, spending money at your place should be uh, valued and appreciated. You know, not, not just like, yeah, what do you want? And I can't even remember the first place that I unplugged. I believe it was the pizza place near my mother's house. That was the, that was the thing. So that was a while back. But, um, now I, the whole idea with unplugged was like, you know, there's businesses that want to plug. Hey, let's value them. Let's give them some uh, advertisement. Unplug is like, Hey, I'm going to give you some advertisement, but it's a negative word of mouth. 
Um, unfortunately, the place that I, I want to unplug this week, there's nothing I can do. I, I it will not affect them in the slightest, but I just want to bitch about it because it's been something that's been bothering me for weeks now. So I bought, uh, uh, the, the company I'm unplugging Canada post. That's right. My country's postal service. So right off the top, can't, can't fucking nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to fucking cancel the post office. However, I'm going to bitch about them. Um, I will say that Monday, I believe it was Monday. The item actually arrived. No, it was yesterday. No, that was yesterday, Monday. Today's Tuesday. Okay. So I purchased, uh, an item, the last of its kind, as far as I could tell on the internet. And it had to come from the United Kingdom. Okay. The UK. And, uh, I ordered it. It was expensive. Um, but it was the last one, right? Like part of me would never have paid this much for something, but the fact that I couldn't find another one on the internet was troubling. I'm like, okay, this, this might be the last one, which would explain why it's so expensive, but it has, uh, some sentimental significance for the person for myself and for the person I, I, I was getting it for. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't really think I can put a price on that. I'm going to have to bite the bullet and do it because if I decide to wait, it just might not be there later. And I've had little instances of that over the last few years where I wanted something, it's old, they don't make it anymore. And it's like, ah, I'm sure I'll find another one. And then just not, you know, and then I changed my mind. I'm like, what's, you know, it's, it's, it's not that much money. I've wasted that much money on less. Uh, and then you go back and it's gone. You're like, yeah, I, I should have just done it anyways. So that's, that's kind of the moment I had, I ordered this thing like right at the very beginning of May, maybe the first or second of the month. And they were like, it's got like a two week turnaround. I'm like, great. It'll be here mid month. So I got an update from the the seller. They were like, it's on their way. I've, I've mailed it. It should be there by the time you need it. I'm like, great. Um, I get a message, um, from Canada post on like, uh, I don't remember the exact day, but they're like, we've received your product. And the estimated delivery date was May 13th. That was my original estimate. Like, this is great. I was hoping to have it for the 21st, a significant date. I was hoping to have it so I could give it to the person. And, uh, I'm like, but 13th, that's plenty of time. So I'm, I'm, I get a notification. So here's the thing, how it works is like, you know, I, I look at the notification from Canada post, right? Like the tracker and it's saying, Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here because it's, it's been updated. It says like, you can, you can sign up for, um, what is it? You can sign up for email notifications too, when the status changes. And I'm like, that's great. I'd love to know where it is. Um, so like it's currently listing right now as item is out for delivery. So it hasn't even though, even though I've received it, it's, it's like nothing. So, so this is what I get. I get an update, like you know, on the 13th, it's not here, but I see a thing that says at 8, 16 PM item was released by customs and is, and, and is now with Canada post for processing. Uh, this is Vancouver, BC. Um, the prior week, like the week prior to that, the little thing, it says here, right here, delivery details, origin, Mississauga, Ontario, Mississauga is in Ontario. I just said that Mississauga, Ontario, it's in Ontario. Really? Um, it's not far from Toronto, which is like a five hour drive, six hour drive. Okay. So the whole idea is that this thing is like, according to the thing prior to the 14th, this thing is in Ontario and it's en route. You know what I mean? It's in the truck. It's, it's on, en route from Mississauga. I'm like, great. It should be in Ottawa in a day or two, especially if it's en route from not en route to Mississauga en route from Mississauga. All right. This is prior to May 14th. Then on May 14th, I get a message saying item was released by customs and is now with Canada post for processing in Vancouver, BC. 
I don't know how your geography is. Vancouver, BC is the furthest West coast and I'm in central Canada. So days later, I get a notification, like not a notification, right? I, I signed up for email notifications. So every time there's an update to my thing, I'm supposed to get an email that happened zero times throughout this transaction. Okay. So after like, you know, the 14th, I'm like, okay, well, it was supposed to be delivered by the 13th. It's been saying for days it's on its way from Mississauga, but now I know it's been released from customs, right? So now it's saying, you know, release from customs, sign up for emails to get further, you know, updates didn't happen. And I was starting to get a little stressed out. I'm like, this is the last one in the world. It said it was in Mississauga. Now it's saying it's in BC. So I did the little chat thing, you know, like sometimes they got a little chat. Hey, chat with us. We'll help you find it. I, I spoke to someone and I'm like, Hey, do you know where this thing is? And they said, well, no, all we got is like, it's scanned in BC. I'm like, well, why was it telling me it's in Mississauga? And he's like, you know, I don't know. There's something wrong with the system. It's not really tracking anything particularly accurately. And I, he goes, I can do I can get a ticket started for you though. And they'll look into it. And I was like, okay, yeah. Could you, could you please do that? Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, in the meantime, sign up for email notifications. You get notified when something changes. I go, well, I did sign up for it. And I go, I didn't get an email on May 14th when it said that it was released from customs. I'm like, I'm literally checking this thing like two times a day to see if it's moving. So the only reason I know it's in BC is because the tracker updated, but I got no email. And he's like, oh, it should be fine. We'll have, we'll have an answer for you like 48 hours from our ticket team. That didn't happen. Right. Uh, the weekend came and that was the weekend that I was, uh, doing the SAQ stuff. So it's just like days after days after days saying this thing was released from customs, no movement on it whatsoever. So like a week straight, it hasn't left BC. Um, and I know with customs, sometimes they open shit and look at it. So it was just like, I'm like, fuck, I hope they didn't open it up and ruin it. And like, it's just sitting in an open bag somewhere. Like what's I, where is this thing? Um, you know, I'm like, it's the last of its kind. Jesus Christ. I hope they don't lose it. And then on like the 23rd or 24th, um, I'm, I'm on my way home on Monday, Victoria day from the SAQ. And I, I just check like I always do. And it says items scanned in Ottawa out for delivery. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's in Ottawa. That's amazing. It's out for delivery. I race home in case they try to deliver it and I'm not there. Or one of my roommates isn't there. I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there. I'd hate to, you know, have them leave a door knocker and have to go check on it myself. Um, so I, I get home. There's nothing here. Roommates are here. Hey guys, anything like, Nope, nothing came to the door. Okay, great. Wait, wait, wait. Sometimes the deliveries go into like 8 PM, 8 PM, 9 PM, 10 PM roll down. Okay nothing delivered. Fuck. I hope they didn't deliver it when I was gone to work, whatever. Next morning I get up to bring my car in to get my all seasons put on. And I'm chatting with the, you know, I go back to the thing and I check the tracker. It just says out for delivery still. And I, I message, Hey, the, I've had this message out for delivery. Did they try to deliver it? Did I miss them? What's going on? Oh no, sir. Sorry. Sometimes they're very busy and they can't, you know, with COVID, we can't get it all done in one day. So odds are it's still in the truck and he's going to get to you today. I'm 100% confident that, that you will get your, your delivery today. You'll get an email update too. Once it delivers, I go, well, I didn't get an email up. Like this is again, I didn't get an email update saying it was scanned in Ottawa this morning and I didn't get another email up update saying it's out for delivery. Like I'm looking at it right now on the screen. It says 5.09 AM item processed, Ottawa, Ontario, 11.02 AM item out for delivery, Ottawa, Ontario. Right. So that was on May 24th. It's saying right here, the Victoria day. So it was like, okay, but it's still not coming. So anyway, I go home confident that, that it was, tr they tried to deliver it yesterday, but it was just too busy. They never got to it, but it's going to get delivered today for sure. Day comes and goes and nothing. Wednesday morning, I, I wake up and I, I get back on the tra tracker. I'm just like, Hey, 
you know, I just really would like to know where my thing is. It's the last of its kind. It was really expensive. I'm, I'm horrified that it's lost or something. Can you please just let me know what's going on? And the guy goes, the item was placed on the wrong truck. Um, and then, and was returned to the service depot. So it's going back into processing and will get delivered to you again. My suggestion is to sign up for email updates and you'll get an email. I'm like, God, dude, I go, listen, I spoke to a guy yesterday who told me it was guaranteed to be delivered yesterday. Now you're telling me that you can see that it was placed on the wrong truck. How do you know that versus the other guy? And you're telling me sign up for updates. I go, I have not been updated by email once. Like, I'm sure you guys are getting the idea of the story, but I'm just horrified because this item that seems to be the last one is in limbo. Now it's being placed on the wrong truck. I'm like, can I just come to the depot and get it? Sorry, our depot is not open to the public. I'm like, and he goes, he goes, is there anything else I can help you with? I'm like, you, you haven't helped me with anything. He's like, just relax. You're going to get email updates on the thing. And I was like, I haven't gotten a single email update. And I go, and the guy yesterday told me it was going to be delivered yesterday. Guaranteed me it. You're telling me it was put on the wrong truck. I go, how do you know it was put on the wrong truck? Do you have a note? He's like, we can't divulge that information. Is there anything else I can help you with? And I was like, you haven't helped me with anything. And then it says, so-and-so left the conversation. I was like, wow. I was so like. I'm so fucking stressed out. So I'm just like, I'll just wait a few more days go by. And then I get the, I get the email response from the ticket that I filed on like the 14th of the month. And by now it's May 27th, 28th. And I get an email saying we've looked into the ticket and the item was not delivered. Um, Sometimes this happens and items can get misplaced. If for anything else, you'll need to contact the sender and have them resend the item. And I was like, my fucking heart sank. Like, I can't even tell you, like, you're telling me you just lost it. This is the first email I've gotten from them. And I'm like, you're telling me that you lost it. It was in Ottawa's on the wrong truck. And now the item is just lost. And if I like you guys know as well as I do that this person was like, it's like a person to person thing. They sold me the one item. They don't have a surplus of these things. At the same time, I'm, I'm also terrified. Like, how am I going to get my money back? Like this person sent it, right? That came from the UK. Their delivery service brought it to Canada. My country postal service lost it. And I'm just like, I, I was honestly trying not to even think about it because I'm like, just I'm looking every day and it's still showing us out for delivery. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. It's showing it's out for delivery. It's showing it's out for delivery. God, I hope it's still the case. And then yesterday, I'm not even thinking of it. I, um, I, I go to go downstairs and Jay's like, uh, Hey, you got, uh, you got packages here. What? He's like, yeah, you got packages. I had two packages. I didn't know what the second one was, but the first one was a, was a squishy bag. And I was like, oh, oh, thank God. I opened it. And the fucking item was here. I'm like, Huge sigh of relief. I cannot tell you the the stress and the worry. And someone just, just I'm sure it bothers your average person when you're getting the runaround constantly. But here's the fucked up thing. Like imagine they, that, that notice of them saying that they lost it and contact the seller. Imagine if, if like that was the case, right? Because the fact of the matter is this thing here is still telling me it's out for delivery. Not it was delivered and thank you so much or nothing. Just, just it's out for delivery. You know? So like their, their system of tracking isn't giving the right information. It was saying it was in Mississauga. It was never in Mississauga, right? It's telling me, you know, it's out for delivery and it was on the, but it, but it was on the wrong truck. It never, it never lost that status. It never went out for delivery and then like back in processing and then out for delivery. It's just been out for delivery since May 24th. And the fact that this didn't change gave me the hope. And I mean, luckily it did show up, but it's, but it's still not even being tracked properly. So anyways, you heard the whole story. Um, I'm glad it's here. I'm, I'm 
fuck, I don't know. It's like one of those things, like, what do you do going forward? It's not like you can just go like, well, next time I'm going to, next next time there's nothing different I can do. But the unplug is in this time of COVID, and sure, there's delays. Their website's full of like, you know, there's delays because of COVID. Sure. But you can still scan it properly. You can still make sure your system is updating people when they sign up for, like all over the places, sign up for email updates. Sign up. I've not got a single one. I got an email from a ticket that I filed that has nothing to do with their automatic email signup. So the emails weren't working properly. The tracking system wasn't working properly. And the people that I was chatting with were all giving me different answers. And then the last one literally hanging up on me, the like, you know, text chat equivalent of being hung up on. And now their system isn't even showing it's delivered, but I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But if I could unplug, holy shit, a government funded service like that has not got, um, has not got their fucking, uh, no, none of their systems. It's not like, it's not like, wow, the tracker's not working right, right now. Or, you know, we're having some issue with emails, tracker emails, chat people. None of them can fucking get me a straight answer. What a horrible, stressful experience that I've been trying to just, I didn't even want to bring it up to you guys in the middle of it because I just didn't want to jinx it. I figured every little bit that I talked about it or whatever would jinx it, would jinx it. And so it's here, it's safe. And now I can properly drag them through the mud. Although it will change nothing. If you want your shit mailed, the postal service is kind of your, your way of doing it. So, um, I'll just say thank you to you onesies. Josh, I listen to your podcast. You're always complaining. You know what? Thank you for weathering the storm of, of, of me getting that off my chest. Uh, that hasn't that this last week was the most stressful knowing it was according to the, the tracker. It's in my city it's all out for delivery. Where the fuck is it? You know what I mean? Where is it? And then to just get that email saying it's lost, contact the seller. It was like, dude, the, the, the chat dude hanging up on me. Are you kidding me? Telling me like, yeah, you'll just have to wait for email updates. I'm not getting the email updates. Well, is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah, I don't know. Can you check into why the emails aren't updating me properly? Sir, we are having issues with our system. Well, then why did you just tell me to sign up for it? If you're like, can I help you with anything else? You haven't helped me with anything. I don't know where my package is. It's the last one of its kind. It cost me so much money. Where is the click? So-and-so has left the con- left the conversation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. So-and-so left the conversation. Wow. Wow. Anyways. All right. But it's done. It's done. Got it. Unplug. You know, <laughs> unplug the second time I've ever done unplug and I can't even hurt this business. It's not even that I want to hurt. It's just like, how do you not care? That's really what it was. It just felt like nobody cared or empathized. No one went the extra mile to be like, let me see if I can get you an answer as to where it is. Like, sure. Your depot's not open to the public, but you must have a phone number somewhere. Call them. Just say, hang on a second. I'm going to try to reach out to the, the center and see if we can get it located for you. You know, something, just something. I'm scared, man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm scared. Where's my thing? You know, don't give me the number, but call them for me. Just say, Hey, can I speak with the manager? There's a product, this tracking number. Is there any way you guys might know where it is? Is there someone who can just put eyes on it? So we know it is safely here and it's been returned and it's going to get back out on a truck or whatever. Sorry, it went on the wrong truck, whatever, but it's, it's here. It's safe. It's not lost something to put a poor motherfuckers, you know, mind at ease, but nope, nope. Sorry you feel that way. Bye. Okay. Uh, so I did the metadata stuff. I did the unplug. I did the one my podcast stuff. We're going to get back to the, uh, the other stuff in a second. Um, I also, my other package that came was, I'm not even saying the name of the brand because I reached out to these guys to partner a long time ago and they didn't even respond to my email. So I'm not saying them by name, but I will say for anyone else like me, who's maybe getting heavily advertised, but to the, to them by them. 
to the, you know, whatever ones he's getting advertised to by these people heavily. I got my heavily advertised soap company order. I got six bars of soap. I got uh, their toothpaste and their beard oil. So I haven't tried it yet because I'm still halfway through a bar of soap, uh, an old spice bar of soap. So I'm going to use that up and then I'm going to try uh, some of this other stuff, the beard oil, the, the toothpaste, all that fun stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Talking and ranting will make you dry. Ah, the massive slurps that you're all used to. You know them. You love them. Um, but I'm excited to try this soap stuff, whatever. So I'll tell you guys about it. I'm not saying their name. I'm not giving them a free fucking plug. Uh, you know, respond to me email. Just send me, take five minutes to tell me to go fuck myself when I ask if I can trade you, you know, some soap for some advertisement. But you don't want to do that, huh? You fucking better than me. Um, so yeah, I got that. I'll let you guys know in the future. I was that was basically that little box was sitting next to the package that I've been waiting for for some time. Felt very happy. 42 minutes in, and we still have a bit of stuff to talk about. So um, I watched some stuff, as one does. I put a lot of stuff on the TV uh, while while working on these other projects. Um, at one point this week, I finished The Servant Season 2, an Apple TV Plus program uh, produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I talked about the first season. I kind of liked it. It was really, you know, it kept me putting on the next episode second season like more of the same except like way a little more convoluted and doesn't quite have a linear path it's almost like the season one they never expected to get a season two and then season two they're like now let's see if we can expand and really make this thing go it's like yeah but if it doesn't work like season one i was happy to watch all of season two i got a few episodes in didn't really care like they started to kind of answer some questions from season one and then just start to do a bunch of other shit that didn't make any sense so I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not in it. So, um, I can definitely say if you're watching the servant, it's not bad. It's just, it's not like a show that builds. It's not like, wow, season one was good, but season two gets even more intense. It's more like season one was good. Season two was like, eh. And I actually don't even recall. Oh no, he's in the first few episodes. I'm going to say some, the, some characters, like a little budget trick is you'll see that like characters in other seasons just all of a sudden aren't in, you know, up subsequent seasons, they stop using them or they move them on or whatever it is. And it's just like, yeah, we just can't afford to pay that person anymore. Budget's getting cut and we're trying to stay alive here. HBO shows are notorious for that. I just finished last of my coffee and I still have stuff to talk about. So I might have to pause and get a drink. Um, but, uh, the servant Apple TV plus, not even a lot of people have that. And Apple TV plus is definitely the worst is a negative way of saying it. Just, it is the least contented, content filled um streaming service out there there's like you know 10 movies and you know 15 series and like that's kind of like it for the whole thing um they're high profile actors and stuff in their series but a lot of it is just kind of like one season and then they didn't do any more with it and there's another one this one season a few of them are getting a second season um the servant was one of them in fact the servant was the first one that i recognized i was getting a second season their launch show you know, the morning show with Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon was like, wow, that's an Apple TV show. Like with that all-star cast, like that's, it's a big deal. Um, Apple TV launched like what, three years ago and, and no, no second season of that. Um, there's a few shows they've got like Ted Lasso seems to be the one that they're really pushing. That's Jason Sudeikis. Uh, I think he plays like a soccer coach. I mean, I haven't looked at it, but, um, I've, I've enjoyed watching the Apple TV plus movies more so than the, the series. But having said that, we got more to talk about and I don't need to dwell on anything like that. So I watched 
Um, on Tubi, and I will suggest this to all of you guys. I suggested Tubi last week, T-U-B-I, free app. I know now that it's on Rogers, uh, available on Rogers. So if you've got the streaming, you know, Rogers box, you can pull up uh, and download the app Tubi on Rogers. Um, it's just free movies and TV shows. One of the shows that I've been watching, I loved it when it came out. I actually, this was like one of the last shows I remember watching while I had cable was Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. Um, I used to watch Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that, you know, reality TV competitive show. Um, all of his shows seem to be on Tubi, I believe. Um, but, but kitchen nightmares is one I really liked just go into a failing restaurant, fight with the owners, fight with the staff, and then turn it all around and everyone lives happily ever after quote, quote. So, um, it's a fun one to watch. I had it streaming all day yesterday while I was, was doing it. I can't recommend the show enough. It is a little reality TV in the sense that sometimes you go like, wow, this seems a little over the top. Like. It also seems like every time Ramsey sits down and tries the meals at the restaurant first, he's going to shit on them. Oh, what's wrong with it? Oh, it sucks. Oh, I mean, it does seem that like a big issue with a lot of failing restaurants is the food isn't good. So like if your restaurant sucks, it's probably because your food sucks. Like they're not going there. You know, you go there for a myriad of reasons, the atmosphere and all sorts of stuff, but you don't, you don't just go for the atmosphere. Like the food is the reason why I'm hungry. Let's go eat here. So you know, but there have been a handful of times where he sits down and he tries it. You know what? You know what? That was really nice, actually. I really like that soup. It was a nice, warm, blah, blah, blah. This was good. And then, you know, some of the other entrees suck. So he, he doesn't just always shit on it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a, a fun show to put on in the background. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I've got some more seasons. Uh, I got some more seasons of it to watch. I watched probably all of season one when it was out on TV, you know, streaming it on demand and watching them as they were live. And then, of course, uh, you know, canceled cable and it's nice to be able to pull these shows now that there's like seven seasons on here and i'm like i think i'm i'm almost in season two i'm like yeah got lots of this left to watch so um yeah uh watch this watch the movie called don't hang up okay the movie the premise was some guys fucking with these two teenage kids they're they're like online pranksters and and prank videos and this and that and one person that they try to fuck with is actually going to fuck with them and the whole thing is like, oh, he calls them and they're like, he's like, don't hang up. I'm going to tell you to do this. It's like a, it's like a, a situation of like, would you rather kill this person or let, you know, to predict this person or let this person die and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is throughout the whole course of the movie, they keep hanging up on the guy constantly. The whole movie, the whole movie is called don't hang up. And I think they hang up on him about 15 times in the entire movie. So it should have been called something else. It should have been really called something else, but, um, bad acting didn't look like it from the trailer, but it was, it was some pretty bad acting. Um, this was watched on Amazon prime, by the way. So again, kitchen nightmares was on Tubi. Amazon prime had don't hang up. Uh, servant season two was on Apple TV plus, but if you have Amazon prime, you can check out. Don't hang up. I would not, uh, recommend it. The acting was bad. It, it had elements of, would you rather it had elements of like saw it had elements of, um, why can't I think of it? I just had it in my head. Um, Christ almighty. What was the, what was the name of the thing? Would you rather is one, the, the, the don't hang up part. Oh, uh, unfriended. It had un elements, elements, story elements of unfriended. You know, there was a few times in it where I thought I knew what they were doing and I, I just didn't. Uh, I mean, I did pick up on one thing and then I completely forgot about it halfway through the movie. And then that ended up being the thing. Uh, I won't spoil it for you. But it's, it is, if you can handle bad acting, if you can handle like plot holes, you know, the guy's literally like, if you hang up on me, there'll be consequences. There is never consequences for hanging up on him. Not once in the entire movie. I will tell you that not once. And they hang up on him constantly. Um, 
So it was interesting. They, they mentioned characters that kind of like never came back or never showed up in the movie. Um, don't hang up, but immediately afterwards looking for another horror movie, I found one called unknown visitor. I believe it's called unknown visitor or something very similar to it. Um, and here's the thing about don't hang up. Uh, it was so bad that for days now, I like this one unknown visitor that I'm talking about. I remembered it. I remembered its premise. I remember that. For like three days now, I'm going, I'm pretty sure I watched a movie before Unknown Visitor. What the fuck was it? Couldn't remember any premises or moments or anything to the point where I'm like, maybe I just watched a lot of trailers for horrors before I finally picked this. It was so bad. I couldn't remember that I saw it for like three full days actively trying to remember. It wasn't until I was like, fuck it. I'll go back to Amazon Prime and I'll scroll through my shit. And it was like, oh yeah, don't hang up. So bad. So bad. It's unmemorable unmemorable that would be a good premise for a horror movie is a horror movie you watch and you can't remember it and it's like what happened um but unknown visitor was um interesting because it was a new type of like style slash premise slash uh i guess cinematography like the whole idea with found footage movies right like that was blair witch first blair witch was the first one to do the, what is now called found footage, right? Like the idea is like this thing happened. People were recording the whole incident and now see for yourself what happened, right? Blair, Witch, back in late nineties, early two thousands. Hey Siri, when did the original Blair, Witch movie come out? Curse of the Blair, which was released January no, 1st, 1999. That is not the name of it. Curse of Blair, Witch. um, let's just go to IMDB. Let's see how fast I can hum my way through it. IMDb Blair Witch. The Blair Witch Project is what it was called. 1999 is when the Blair Witch Project came out. Tell me where you are, Josh. Um, right. And that was like the whole launch of the found footage. And then people started doing it with, you know, I would say improving on it. Cause I watched the original Blair Witch. It doesn't really hold up. There's a lot of like nothing happening, but because it was so new, Right. The idea of these people just walking around, sharing a camera and passing it back and forth and this and that at night and just feeling like real camcorder footage as opposed to like high product value. It just kept you edge of your seat or whatever. I would say that the found footage genre has been uh, heavily um, improved upon in a lot of ways. And, you know, people are doing cool shit with it. But, you know, you got to pay homage to uh, to the places that it started. And, uh, and Blair, Witch was, was the first one, at least the first one that was, you know, mainstream or whatever. So then you got your, your, uh, what is it? Uh, paranormal activity is a big one on the found footage, right? Something happened and here's the footage from the cameras, whatever. Well, this, this movie unknown visitor was the entire movie was, uh, footage from the doorbell camera right? Like a ring doorbell. So the entire movie, it's not even switching around to different rooms, like security cameras in the house, or we walked around with our camcorder. So the scenery can change literally like one shot from the porch. It's under an hour long and there's some really funny moments in it. Um, just in terms of like, so here's what I'll say. It, it definitely seemed, it didn't start off seeming low budget. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing is that it starts off looking like it's got some potential doesn't excuse me it doesn't seem low budget um but then like i was like i was like watching stuff because again you're you're like you've got one one setup right the front porch kind of thing with like seats they've got you know a little side table uh, you know outside and 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 seats or a little coffee table set so like there's enough enough in the scene that you can work with and of course like down the steps and their front lawn 
is like vast where you can't even really see the road. So it almost looks like these are like steps off of a deck into a backyard because there's a tree and stuff like that, as opposed to like out into like a driveway and a street in front. So it looks more like a back porch than a front porch, but it is in fact the front porch. Um, but there's things like looking at the table, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's like a pack of cigarettes and a glass and something on the table. And you're like, I'm watching it. And it's like, oh, wait a second. Those like, like, for example, those things were on the table the first night that it just shows the darkness outside and nothing really happening. You're like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like at night. Cool. And there's a cup and the cigarettes and the glass. And then, and then the next day she comes outside and she's like, oh, you know, does her thing. And then she sits down at the table and she puts down a glass. She puts down her cigarettes. She puts down her phone. And I'm like, those were the same things that were on the table last night. Like, is it going, is it going to bounce back and forth through time? And I was just like, this is just fascinating. A lot of stuff to, to, to look at. It turns out that the issue was just poor continuity while filming. Like there's one point where something happens. A woman's on her front porch begging for food and she tells her to get back and she brings out a sandwich and then the sandwich is there for like the rest of the movie. And then there's a couple shots where the sandwich isn't there on the table. So it's like, why is that sandwich still there? Like five days later. You know, but you could tell they filmed it all in one day and they weren't really paying attention to what they're doing. There was, there was, there was really bad, like cuts and action. You know what I mean? Like there was a sales guy, there was a character was funny. It was like a salesman who would show up to the door and you know, ma'am, can I show you the product? No, I really not comfortable. Would you please go away? I'm not, I'm not interested. Okay. Well, as you can see this blah, 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 blah. And he like, this one time he's trying to sell a knife and he's like, look how easily it cuts through a potato. It's like, are potatoes hard to cut through? <laughs> like they've never seemed to be. And then he cuts his hand, uh, fucking loses his mind. And then he comes back like the next day, just dragging a vacuum cleaner. I don't know. It was, a, it was like the best part of the whole movie was this silly salesman. He only shows up twice and, and seemingly for no reason. You know what I mean? Like it was actually like, like they didn't allude to him being a killer or anything. It was like supernatural stuff. The supernatural scenes were, were actually pretty good. Freaky. Like you can see off in the dark, this person's wearing like a white dress and so it's like, you see this like white figure kind of move around. It was, it, it was freaky. It did a good job with some of its scares, but then there was just shit that made absolutely no sense. Like, you know, getting attacked by a ghost and then just being super calm about it. It's like, what? So like, there were some bad cuts where like, you can see, um, it was basically a man and a woman. And then this apparition, you know, and then the salesman, there's like four, four characters in the entire thing, but the, you could see scenes where like behind the front porch was a, was a, a hedge and it's like, you see the scene, the woman comes out, she's walking the porch and you see the guy, the, the main character guy standing behind the hedge and he's kind of like standing there, like swaying a little bit, whatever, da, 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 you know, and then just comes running around. Oh my God, did that thing? Blah, blah, blah. And so like, you could tell he was standing there waiting for like the director to be like, okay, go. So, you know what I mean? Like there's like bad cuts where it's like, just have them standing out of frame. Like, look at your frame, see that you can see them standing there and say like, dude, you can't stand in frame waiting for your turn. It was like, a, it was like a stage performance. You're standing off stage. And now, now it's time for your character to walk in and present his lines. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, stuff like that was bad. There's a part where they've got a body wrapped in, uh, in like plastic wrap, not plastic wrap. That sounds like saran wrap, but like, like plastic tarp vapor barrier. If anyone knows what that is. But you could see like the vapor barrier hanging out from around the corner of the house. So like when he walks and the body falls over on him, well, where did that come from? It's like, you can see the plastic sitting there like swaying. Like, so, you know, there's something there and you're like, what's that plastic? Oh, it falls over. You're like, how do you not make sure that that's not in frame? Anyways, unknown visitor, that one, I would actually strongly recommend you check out. Is it a great movie? No, but it's, it's a great premise. And then everything just kind of falls apart out of nowhere. And it ends so abruptly that you're like, what? 
but it was, it was, their set was great. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I did not get bored even though it was like 53 minutes long, I didn't get bored with it being one shot of a front porch. It was like a really good Broadway play where you're like, this is going to be your, your scenario and the shit can operate from around here. Uh, so it, it had a lot of potential. And the idea that it's like the whole thing is just like found footage from the doorbell cam was good. Um, it's just, unfortunately the acting wasn't ideal. Some of the execution wasn't ideal. The continuity wasn't good. Like I said, you could tell that they shot it all in like a day or two because <clears throat> beg your pardon. Um, the, the, the sandwich was sitting there, the, the cups and stuff and the order in which they shot the scenes, you could tell how order of order was because you see the cup and glass there for some scenes and then not others, but not in a linear way. And for what it's worth in the industry, it's called continuity. So everyone has to make sure like, where was this glass? Did you have lipstick on it at this point? Like, so that when they're filming these scenes, they know how to keep everything consistent so that it's not like that's, you can go online and Google like continuity errors with movies and they'll have lists of like some of the most famous movies and an error that they had. Right. For example, uh, recently with Game of Thrones, they were talking about how there was like someone had a Starbucks cup on the table in a shot of Game of Thrones. Right. And obviously that's a big call, you know, continuity faux pas. They didn't have Game of, you know, uh, Starbucks in, uh, Westeros or Middle Earth or whatever the fuck. What is it called? It's not Middle Earth. Do you know that place where it's the, <laughs> right? What do they call the Game of Thrones? Right? I don't know what it's called. I'm not looking it up. God damn it. I have to look it up because I'm crazy. Hey Siri, what is the world in which Game of Thrones occurs? Okay, I found this on the web. For what is the world in which Game of Thrones West, occurs? Westeros. That's out. one spot. So it says known world Game of Thrones wiki fandom. Most of the action takes place in Westeros. So I was kind of right. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that's it. All right, that's some of the shit that I watched. There you go. Um, I talked to you guys last week about uh, the shittiest movie <clears throat> and how I want to start working on, uh, I'd love for you guys to suggest if you're scrolling through these movies and you see something like unknown visitor, you're like, ah, that looks stupid. I'll make Josh watch it. Like I said, I will pick one movie suggested by the onesies every week and subject myself to it. The, the worse it looks, the better, because I think it will be funny. Just watch an absolute piece of garbage movie. However, I did not get a single submission. Wop, wop. I didn't get a single submission from you magical people. And so I decided that I will, I will give this segment one more chance by curating uh, some contenders, okay? By curating some contenders and then asking you guys to message me this week, picking which one of these you think you... Yeah, there we go. Sorry, my TV blasted to life, still playing Kitchen Nightmares. Um, these ones are all on Prime Video. I did this while I was looking for the other one. I mentioned to you guys the movie Wolf Cop because I was like, oh, that seemed like a stupid movie. And even Wolf Cop has got like a sequel and it's like a cult hit. So I'm like, it doesn't seem like it's shitty enough to be my, uh, my shit, the shittiest movie. That's the segment, the shittiest movie. So here's the contenders that I've got. I've got Bubba, the redneck werewolf. All right. I saw that one when I clicked on Wolf Cop and I was like, okay, we got Bubba, the redneck werewolf. Here is the description of Bubba, the redneck werewolf. Again, this is all on Amazon prime. So if you want to check it out yourself and say which one you think I should watch, that'd be the worst. That's fine. So it says featuring a monster like no other Bubba, the redneck werewolf pits a host of uh, riotous hillbillies against the forces of evil in the backwater town of broken taint. So Choda, uh, never before has a werewolf this lovable been responsible for so much violence. You'll want to drink a beer or 20 with Bubba over and over again. 
So that's their write-up is that this guy's so Bubba the werewolf, you'll want to drink 20 beers with him over and over again. I, I, it sounds awful. It sounds awful, but it's there. And I'll, and I'll subject myself to it. That's one of them. Another one that I have on this list, night of the living Deb, like Deborah. Uh, there's some redhead chick. This one is a Deb is a hardworking 30 year old gal with a terrible track record with men that all changes when she wakes in the apartment of the most attractive man she's ever met. Doesn't say why she woke up in his apartment, but she just wakes up in the apartment of the most track men. Unfortunately, neither she nor Ryan, Ryan, I guess is that guy can explain exactly why they spent the night together. An awkward walk of shame turns even uglier when they discover the most that most of the town has contracted a hell of a zombie virus overnight. Hell of a, all one word. Um, so that's night of the living Deb. I watched the trailer. I think I actually have to stop watching the trailers because the trailers make them look even worse. They actually make me not want to watch them. The, the, the picture and the, uh, and the write up make them seem funny and hilarious. But then I watch the trailer and Nick, I see how bad the quality is. And I'm like, Oh, but that's the whole point, right? Is for you guys to, to torture me by making me watch one of these every week. Again, submit any ones you want, and, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll add them to the list. They might, they might make it, but, um, I've got two more and these ones, I was like, oh, these are so funny. It made me want to keep going, but I'm like, I can't give you guys a million ones. And I'm sure that at some point I'll, I'll make it to all of these. Um, I, I have to, t- I have to put it in here, guys. I, I read the name of this one and I cried laughing. And then I read the description and I laughed some more. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. There it is. I see it down here. Number three, Killer Sofa. Okay. Killer Sofa. You want to hear the write-up for Killer Sofa? All right. Get this. When a... <laughs> sounds ridiculous. When a killer lazy boy chair falls in love with a girl, it's up to a disgraced Jewish rabbi and a couple of broken-hearted detectives to figure out how to stop the bloody carnage that will follow. Like, I know that when if I had a possessed chair, the first thing I'd want to find is a disgraced Jewish rabbi. Jewish, you'd think, would be the automatic go-to. So killer sofa. And then finally I, I was only going to do three and then, and then underneath killer sofa, I saw this recommended and I laughed my ass off at the title and was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to fucking, we'll do this one. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll add this to the list and see what you guys want. Um, this one here, PMS cop director's cut. That's right. PMS cop as in premenstrual syndrome, uh, dir- you know, cop. And it's the director's cut version, which means that there was a regular version and uh, the director's like, no, 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 this was not my vision for this. So here's, here's the write-up for, for PMS cop, the director's cut. Uh, Officer Mary Collins is caught on camera, brutally beating a clown rapist, <laughs> already laughing. And at, at one point I'm like, is he a, like a, like a clown who rapes people or is he a rapist that only rapes clowns? <laughs> so it's like officer Mary Collins is caught on camera, brutally beating a clown rapist. A therapist suggests joining an experimental PMS drug trial for her anger, which works until a horrific event throws her into a monstrous killing frenzy. It is her time of the month. PMS cop director's cut. So there we go, gang. I'm going to turn my TV back off now that I've got, I, I, I couldn't have room on my note sheet to write down those descriptions, but I want to know, Okay. And this is the last chance. I'm not, I'm not being a a prick. I'm just saying like, I, 
I won't beg you guys every week. So I, I, I threw out your thing in, in your regular day to day, everybody, I know I have enough listeners that at the end of the day, we'll sit there and go through Netflix or Amazon prime, Apple TV, you know, crave, whatever it is to be, and just look for, you know, something to watch. You come across something, you're like, oh my God, that looks stupid. Well, throw it in my face, subject me to it. At this point, if I got one single email suggesting me to watch a movie, that's the winner. You know, if I get a few of them, I'll, I'll decide which one will take precedence. But what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm saving you step one. I have gone through the trouble of finding some of these things that look stupid. So, uh, send me a message, contact at one man podcast.com and cast your vote for which one of these I should watch and review Bubba, the redneck werewolf night of the living Deb killer sofa or PMS cop. Some of those, the write-ups and the, the thing in and of themselves you're killing me. I, I, that, they're so funny. The idea of what those could be. So, uh, let me know which one should I do. Okay. And with that, I'm going to be going into the top five. All right. Top five of the week. And then we're, 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 uh, we're bringing it all home. So going to the top fives, I actually had an interesting top five. This was just a silly top five conversation with my buddy, Chad. Uh, but I figured, um, I can't remember. I think he was just throwing it out at me when we were chatting, but funny enough, I was like, okay, give me your top five. So he, he throws this at me. He goes, uh, top five dicks you would suck. Um, and of course that's a, you know, running, running gag with me. Uh, no pun intended on gag. Um, just of the ridiculousness. So I was just like, yeah, I I can be honest about it. I'm like, and my brain went directly to like, you know, the pretty boys of Hollywood, right? Oh, Chris Hemsworth, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. You know, I'm sure there's a couple other ones that I spurred out in the moment. And I go, what about you, Chad? And Chad was like, no, I wouldn't. But then he, when he got to, I was like, come on, you made me, you, you asked me and I fucking answered da da da. And so Chad goes with, I think the first thing out of his mouth is he goes, uh, I'd go, uh, Jeff Goldblum. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. I'm like, I, uh, I wouldn't have thought that, but, uh, but I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? And I was a little embarrassed. I kind of felt like maybe I was just a, a little basic bitch. So when you ask me about the fellers, I feel like I didn't put much thought in it. And I went right for looks. I went vain and I went for looks, but at the same time, like I've never been like, Oh, I really like that guy's personality. I'd love to suck his cock. I got lots of dudes that I love their personalities, but I just love, I love that. He was like, you know what? The guy earns it a little bit with his personality. I don't know. So I just said, Chad, I like the way you think. Send me your top five. I'm going to read it on the podcast. So this was the top five that got trended. Now he didn't rank them. He just listed five. So I'm going to work my way. Um, I'm going to work my way down the list. I'm going to go ahead and throw, I'm going to go throw um, Jeff Goldman in his number one spot. Since it's the first one that came to mind, right? If it's the first one that comes to your mind, wouldn't that be your number one? So I'm going to work uh, from the bottom of his list up. So Chad says that in, in number five for him, uh, Sean Bean and his reason, because at least he won't die in this movie. So Sean Bean is the guy who played Ned Stark, uh, agent Alex Trevelyan and golden eye. He was in, uh, he was, I think what Theramir or Bor- Boromir in, uh, Lord of the Rings. He dies in the first movie, trying to get the ring from Frodo. He protects them. Um, yeah, he's often murdered in the movies that he's in. So, uh, Chad would, would, would like to give this man some oral pleasure, uh, in lieu of his constant death in movies. Number four for Chad, Morgan Freeman, because he's basically black Jesus, according to this here. So, uh, Chad feels like, like given Morgan's for then in number three, Mike Tyson, because why not? Um, I, I, 
I don't know. I think, I mean, I mean, why not a lot of names, right? Why not Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Why not uh, fucking Mark Zuckerberg, you know? Why? There's a lot of guys like, you know, you'd blow him. Yeah, why not? Um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of a shit reason, Chad. I'm really curious as to why you want to blow Mike Tyson. Um, then he puts in under number two, Chad's got Roger Clark. And I'm like, I know that name, but I don't know for why. And he goes, because of his old, because of his role as Arthur Morgan in red dead redemption too. So he's the main character. You're all right, boy. Roger Clark is the voice of Arthur Morgan. And Chad is very heavily obsessed with red dead redemption too. So, uh, Chad, um, Chad's Chad. I see. I think he seems to have this method to him where he's like, you know what? Um, I will, I will give a man, uh, fellatio as my way of saying, Hey, job well done. You know what I mean? Chad's Chad, maybe, maybe, uh, a 1950s version of Chad would have given an, a solid pat on the bomb. Hey, good job, Janet. Well, 2021 has the world evolved that much. Not really because Chad, if he likes what you're doing, you know, in his opinion, Hey, bring that dick over here. And let me give it a fresh polish, a fresh, fresh coat of, uh, lacquer. <laughs> anyways uh chad i appreciate you sending me the email and putting minimal oh and the jeff goldblum number one right we said we're gonna put jeff but he says jeff goldblum because he's an interesting character right so if you were having a a little point counterpoint discussion with someone and you were interesting to chad you know chad did you hear that the oceans are actually losing quite a bit of fish due to fishing that's quite interesting counterpoint if you're an interesting character chad feels like your dick belongs in his mouth um, all right, that's, that's enough of that. So my top five this week, and I won't have a shitload to talk about. I know my top fives have been particularly long as of late. We're already at the hour and 10 minute mark, according to my timer here. Um, we've got, um, this week was, was my top five guilty pleasure, uh, music. Like what is sort of like guilty pleasure musicians or bands. Um, now this one was a tough one to categorize. Cause you'd say like, to me, guilty pleasures are something that you wouldn't want someone to know that you listen to, right? You listen to it, but you don't want to be a fan. So I had to really like, like I put like, there's a lot of one hit wonders that came to mind. Um, right. Like I, I like a lot of eighties music. My friends have always made fun of me for liking eighties music. There's, there's things like level level 42, that do a song, something about you and chains of love by another group. I don't even remember what they're called, but there's a lot of like eighties music, super eighties sounding that like, you know, yeah, I like that music, but it's one song and it's a one hit wonder. For me, it felt like that was a little, that's not exactly a guilty pleasure artist or band because it's a one hit wonder. It's more of a guilty pleasure song. Right. So I was like, I can't work. So I stuck with, I stuck with for my, for my structure, I stuck with uh multi-track artists. So if this is somebody who, they're a guilty pleasure and I listen to lots of their music. I would put it on there. Um, it's also funny because I'm kind of like, there's, there's bands that came to mind that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I would want to admit that I listened to them. I, I used it as an example last week um, was Nickelback, right? Nickelback is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely guilty pleasure. Everyone acts like, you know, shitting on Nickelback is cool. But I've, I've listened to them in the past and I don't hate their music. I think it's almost like one of those things where it's like, it's fun to hate on people who are doing well. There are no rolling stones or anything, but I like their music. Um, I didn't put them on the list because I used them as an example, but I don't think Nickelback's music is garbage. You know what I mean? I think that it's just, you know, something that people like to not like. Maybe, maybe people who are real music purists don't like that. 
you know, they, they're, they've got so much, you know, fandom off of music that they don't feel is merited. Regardless, I don't think that, that they're awful. You know, I don't think they deserve to be hated or whatever. Um, but it's, but to me also like they're big enough where I'm like, does it even count as like a guilty pleasure? Or is it just something you'd rather not admit that? I don't know. So it was hard to, for me. I, like I literally wrote down here on the, the, the page, what is a guilty pleasure? Is it something you wouldn't admit to? Like, uh, I'll be honest, like, uh, no doubt came to mind with Gwen Stefani from back in the day. Like, but they were, they had a lot of really good music, but I'm like, but is it guilty for me to admit Right. Like, for example, if you said you were a fan of Celine Dion, well, if you were a 50 year old woman, would that be a guilty pleasure? No, you're kind of her demographic and she's crazy popular. Like her, she is a talented person. Like I'm trying to think like if you were admitting that you liked Britney Spears again, if you were a female admitting that or, or whatever, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're a woman, if you're the target demographic and you're admitting to liking it, like, is it a guilty pleasure? You know what I mean? So I, I, I was kind of like, I think a guilty pleasure has to be something that I wouldn't really want to admit to. And the thing is, I don't even mind admitting that I like No Doubt. It's, I don't even think it's a guilty pleasure. I think they were an incredibly popular band that made really good music. And to say that I liked it. So part of me is like almost like some, some guilty pleasures are almost like, no, they're good to a lot of people. It would just be maybe a little odd that you liked it. So I tried to pick stuff that I would like straight up just be like, uh, it's definitely a guilty pleasure to me. So in number five... Uh, what I've got is so just, I hope I've given you a little bit of background on what I've picked. Like if you're like, wow, well, those are your guilty pleasure. I'm like, there's other ones, but nothing I would, I like, these are the, the top, the most guiltiest, embarrassing, whatever of pleasures, but I fucking dig them. Like I, I unapologetically, you know, yeah, I listen to them. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I love it. Um, in number five, an artist called Samantha James, I heard some of her music, uh, when working at TELUS, we had like this, this music that was pumped in, you know, the elevator music, if you will. But it was like, it was just like soft, easy listening. It was chosen by corporate out in BC, you know, every month, but a lot of it stayed the same. And it was just this music I would hear every single day. And some of the songs I really liked, I'm like, okay, they're upbeat and, you know, nice. I don't know. I like, I like, I like female vocalists. Um, I don't know. There's like, there's a real calmingness to them, you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Samantha James, you can look up her stuff. It's on Apple music. Um, I, I don't like everything. There's no artist that like, you know, I can pick any of their albums and I'll put it on and start to finish every song I love. You know what I mean? But she's got a few that I like on every single album that she's put out and it's just nice stuff. I'll definitely curate it and put it on when I'm trying to fall asleep. There's some really nice, you know, instrumental stuff that she does. You know, she's got like songs that hers is a little more like electronica deep house kind of stuff, but then she's done ones that were just like acoustic that were nice. Anyways, that, um, uh, number five was Samantha James. Number four, a lady that I think a lot of people like, but again, she gets shit on, uh, Cheryl Crow. I like Cheryl Crow. Lots of the stuff that Cheryl Crow does. I've heard people say that her voice sounds whiny and stuff like that. I don't particularly mind it. Um, I actually like Cheryl Crow's music and I like the stuff that she's done. She's done some really cool songs. She did the intro music for cars. She's done, you know, music for a lot of different things, but one of the ones that's super popular, you know, when her first album came out, I was young. It was Tuesday night music club is what I believe it was called. And it had the, all I want to do. And are you strong enough? And a bunch of other songs. Then she had another, uh, her next album with like, uh, if it makes you happy and there goes the neighborhood and stuff like that. I've always liked Cheryl Crow's music. I don't have anything against it. Um, but she gets shit on a lot of people, you know, making fun of Cheryl Crow, or at least the people that I was around when she was around, just really like to hate on her. Um, I like it. I like Cheryl Crow. I like it. I like it. Um, number three, 
Uh, one of the ones that are accused of being like Nickelback clones, but I I've seen them live. They were good. I've heard their music for, for long time now. And I've, I've always liked it again. We're not talking love. I'm saying I liked it and I listened to it and I still listen to it. And when I put on the, the tracks that I've added to my library, like I, when I was, um, interviewing Joey Elias, not long ago, uh, I listened to a good 10, 15 of their songs driving back you know, like driving out of the city, which is quite the drive out of Montreal can take you quite some time, but just on my way out, just listening to track after track theory of a dead man. I saw them live with that Motley Crue concert. I told you guys about, um, I like the music. I like the music. I got, I got, uh, I got no problems with it. You know what I mean? Uh, theory of a dead man. One of my guilty pleasures. Number two. Oh, old kiss by a uh, kiss from a rose himself seal and seal is another one where most people, when I say I like seal, a lot of people are like, Oh, Really? I'm like, yeah, like Seal. They're like, oh, I only know Kiss Kiss from a Rose. It's like, yeah, because it was in Batman Forever or whatever. That's like all people know of Seal for the, like a lot of people, all they know is Kiss from a Rose. That guy is an insanely talented vocalist. So, so amazing to sing. Uh, some people don't know this. He was married to Heidi Klum for years, has kids with her. Like the motherfucker can sing. And I, I love, I love his music. Again, not every track off every album, but there's a lot of really good songs. And in fact, a lot of people would be surprised that, that, uh, you know, some of the songs they know are his, you know? Oh, I know that song. I've heard it by so-and-so. Yeah, it's his song. And it was covered by other people. Anyways, Seal is my number two guilty pleasure. And finally, someone I don't expect anyone to have heard of, much like Samantha James, is uh, Janita. Her name is Janita. I believe she's originally from Finland. Um, but Janita, uh, I heard her. She was um, she was one of the other ones that played at TELUS when I worked there. And she had this song, No Words, that I really, really liked. I didn't even know it was called No Words. I just would hear this song, and it's such a like, nice little sort of like bossa nova calming fucking tune. Oh, did I love that song. And then once I finally like Googled it and went to look at what it was, wrote it down, you know, this would have been like 12, 13 years ago. Um, I was like, oh, okay, looked up the artist, and then I'd start, I listened to like that album, and a bunch of the other songs were also shit that played in the store. Um, absolutely loved it. Absolutely. Loved it. I was like, Oh, these are great songs. Like it's just a, such a great artist. And she's released stuff since I have listened to every album that she's put out since I love her voice. Um, she lives in New York city now, or, or at least the, the, the last time I checked in, but I added her on Facebook at one point, like her fan stuff, like her professional page. And I even reached out saying like, Hey, do you ever come up to Canada? And she, she responded personally. I was like, Oh, love your stuff. Um, so yeah, um, it was just cool. Uh, Janita. Janita, J-A-N-I-T-A. Um, Seasons of Life was the first album that I heard. I really, really enjoyed that. She put another album called Haunted. She might even have some more stuff. It's been a while since I went looking for new stuff of hers. But but my number one guilty pleasure, Janita. Uh, yeah, that's my top five for the week. A little, little shorter version because there's not really a whole shitload to say uh, on each one of them, of course, but that's my, my, my guilty pleasure. Top five confession. Uh, send me yours contact at one man podcast.com next week's top five, uh, based on my conversation with Oliver George and the shit that we were talking about. Um, I've got lots of top five suggestions that are like books that make you cry movies that make you cry, which I, which I will do. I will do. Um, you know, conversations, inspiration, Hey, your top five movies about, I just, I just did a top five last week. Um, I can't even remember what the fuck it was. But a top five that I believe was like, you know, movie or TV related or, or sorry, that was the books. So I'm trying to get away from some of the simple stuff like books, movies. I just did just this week's is music. I want to get back to those 
obscure ones. You know what I mean? I would love your guys' suggestions. Um, so I just don't want everything to be about like movies and books and, and whatever it is. I would love to, to talk about some other shit. So, um, this week, uh, next coming up this week, next week's, uh, pop five is going to be top five board games for beginners. So I was talking with Oliver George, about what, what board games kind of got me into the hobby. Um, so I will, I will make some suggestions. If you're someone who's like, you know what? I got lots of friends that play board games. I, I can't believe these adults just playing board games all the time. What is so I will, I will suggest the top five board games that I think would get people who, who aren't used to playing board games, um, into at least understanding why a lot of people are starting to get into them. You know what I mean? Or, or have been for, you know, a last while, like, where is this, this new interest in board games coming from? I will suggest some games to check out. Okay. That'll be the ones, uh, feel free to send me your list. So next week, if I list them, I will list yours as well. Contact at one That's where you can submit. If you have any ideas for top fives that you want me to do, please send them in because I'm very open to it. As much as I appreciate someone suggesting the top five dicks that I would suck. Um, <laughs> with no context, like what's on the line? Why are you sucking these dicks, Josh? I just went ahead and answered them. Um, <laughs> but of course we've learned about myself that I'm a basic bitch. I'm very vain. If I'm going to suck your doc, your, your doc, your dick, you'd better be a, a pretty, uh, pretty feller. You gotta be a looker. That's what it is. I'm very vain like that. Um, so this week coming up top five board games for beginners. And, uh, that's been the podcast for the week, guys. I hope we had fun. I, uh, I did what I always do, which is bitch a little bit, uh, tell you a little bit of fun stuff talk to you about what i watched all right we got the shittiest movie contenders i would like you to just send me an email tell me which one of those ones you want me to watch and i will watch it this week and tell you how utterly ridiculous it was or how uh the oscars completely missed it for their (laughs) their running um that's it guys i hope you have a great week uh like i said i've been feeling great lately great energy um getting stuff done i'm i'm just happy i'm happy I haven't felt this good in a long time. Normally when I feel good, I'm looking for ways to be like, oh, come on. You can't be this, this good. Something's going to be bothering you. And I talk myself out of feeling good. Not doing that right now. I'm feeling good. Um, I got, I got amazing people in my life, supportive, loving people. You guys are all phenomenal. And I'm, uh, I'm very grateful universe. Thank you for all these wonderful human beings in my life. And, uh, and I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon.
Something's gotta go wrong Cause I'm feeling way too 